Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Baseball is Good. I am Corey Engelhart. I am the host. This is my 32nd episode, if I'm counting the numbers right, which the time has really flown. I've really enjoyed having these shows. And um, originally I set out to use this as a release from real life to be able to meet people because I, I kind of felt like baseball was a sport I loved and I, I know other people love it too. And personally, man, in my life, I didn't know that I'd met enough personal friends that really loved the sport and wanted to talk about it. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to start the show along with just the fact that I think talking about the sport can be a release for a lot of people. Um, despite personal views or political views or religious views or whoever you are, your background, uh, baseball is something that I, I know brings us all together and can be comforting or um, relaxing or uh, aggravating or however you want to make it uh, for all of us to be able to talk and gather and, and chat about. And that's that's um, kind of the reason I started this show uh Six months ago, I guess I don't remember exactly how long it's been, but it's been a good, it's been a good ride so far. And and I I am not having a guest tonight for the first time, partly because I wanted to maybe discuss out loud the uh, direction that I'm thinking of of this podcast as a whole in one part, and then the other part of this this uh, podcast I, I wanted to. Um, also treat myself as if I'm a guest on my show. So maybe those of you that enjoy hearing from people and hearing their backgrounds and why they love the sport of baseball and why they follow it or or appreciate it for the very different reasons that they do, maybe you can hear uh, my origin story. And I, I wanted to do that. Side note, me scheduling it, just me as a guest tonight um, made sense because my wife and I are lucky enough to get out of town tomorrow through until Sunday morning um, for just a trip that for just her and I, that we haven't been able to do. And I don't know how long, but um, we're really looking forward to sleeping in past six fifteen in the morning and just having some time with each other. That's going to be really great. So tomorrow night is, Thursday night, and that's my typical show time, so that's why I'm doing the show tonight, just for scheduling purposes. But, but yeah, I I, I, um, I wanted to get to that. I I am really now. If you've listened to the show for a while, I've I've we've sold our house, closed our house at the at the start of December. Are now living with mother-in-law, and um, after the holidays and getting like our 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 debt kind of out of the way on credit cards and are starting to save now um, to have a good down payment ready to go for a house. So basically once all of those ducks got in a row and we're starting to save for a down payment for a house at some point, maybe next this summer, I guess, I don't know exactly the time, but um, I kind of figured at that point I would have more, I don't know, free time is the right word um, with, three-year-old twin boys, but I would have more time available to be able to start what I've wanted to for a while 
and that's that's to write. I, I'm I'm not confident necessarily in my writing abilities, but I I want to give it a go and see if it's something that that um, my passion for the sport of baseball can um, allow me to find a, another outlet as well as this podcast. I'm not stopping this podcast, but I, I think now that we're getting to the end of January, I am realizing that. I can make more time for podcast and uh, writing potentially about baseball generally and writing about the, the idea of baseball is good and it is a good thing. Um, however you want to interpret it. I, I think that's what I, I, I want to pursue a little bit more. The, that idea and, and, talking about baseball in different ways generally. I mean, I, I love Minnesota sports. I love the Twins, especially, and um, I love talking about that uh, any day, frankly. But um, I love the idea of going to town ball games or high school games and, and just watching and hearing the sounds of, of a game. And I'm, I'm excited to, uh, I think, maybe start – I was going to say pen to paper, but start typing a little bit more and writing a little bit more. And, and I, I think in the end, writing is the, in my eyes, the ultimate way to communicate um, your thoughts and emotions. It's really the, like, for me, chatting and visiting and, and being on a podcast is really um, just a treat and it's a good release and it's really uh, fun to meet people and, I look forward to continuing this. Um, I, I'm I'm not doing this for money or anything like that. It's not about that. It's just more of my enjoyment of talking about the sport and getting a release from real life for an hour every week. But I'm excited. I, I'm I'm going to I think try and start writing a little bit more now uh, since I have that time and it is something I want to pursue. So that's basically my big announcement here. I don't have an article yet, but I know this weekend I'm going to have some time to be able to sit down and, and concentrate on that. And I think I think my goal is to to just start writing a little bit more and having that outlet as well. Um, so yeah, if if you are following this and like the podcast, look look forward to that because I think I think I'm going to try it. And and if it's something that I find after a week, two weeks, three weeks, either I'm not finding the time for it or I'm not making the time or or quite honestly i'm I'm a little nervous that my um, i don't know if self conscious is the right word but my but not my i guess not having a belief enough in my in my um, talent or skills in writing will go far enough um I think those could be very real and I'm nervous of that but if it's something I, I am enjoying doing and having the time to do, I'm going to continue to go down that road. So we'll see what happens and and go from there uh, probably fairly soon. So I know I know it's I'm I'm excited to try it. So it, I, I haven't decided if I'm going to start a website yet. I, I think I might, especially if I am planning on writing quite a bit, but. I, I love the fact that Twins Daily, the website, is so accessible and easy to talk with and 
chat on and write on and meet other fans of both baseball and and the Twins. So um, I may be using that community for myself to be able to write and, and share thoughts with. So we'll see where that future holds as far as that, but that's, that's my thoughts so far. Um, continuing this podcast on a weekly basis. I have, <clears throat> I have some guests lined up over the next few weeks that I'm, I'm really excited to chat with and, and share with all of you. But I think outside of that, I might try try my hand at writing too, and we'll see where that goes. So I hope that's an announcement that maybe some of you will be excited for, and I'm, I'm excited to try my hand at it. And if it, if it's great, that's, that's solid and if it fails then then I want to say at least I tried so um yeah we'll go with that so anyway my name is Corey Engelhardt again and if if I was running the show and interviewing me the first question I usually ask before um baseball origin story is just where are you from who are you uh what's your background so I um my name's Corey again <laughs> I grew up mostly in a town called Cottage Grove, Minnesota, and I went to high school there, and uh, I graduated in the year 2000. I was actually 19 uh, during my senior year of high school because I had a couple years of, of preschool prior to kindergarten because I was I was a very sick infant when I was born. I had a number of heart and lung surgeries when I was born. I grew out of that, and... and um, I'm doing well now, still still kicking, I guess, and um, feel healthy for the most part. But, uh, yeah, I grew up in Cottage Grove. I, I, um, after high school, I, I went to college at the University of Minnesota for a while. I finished at Metro State for a few reasons, uh, personal and um, wanting a different – basically, during during college, I know I had a difficult time I know I had a learning disability at the time that I got help with um, as far as focusing with large, large groups around me and um, transferring to Metro State and finishing with uh, a school that had class sizes closer to 15 or 20 per class rather than large auditoriums of six, 700. It, that was just something I had a really hard time with at a bigger school, but regardless of that, uh, I finished at Metro State, and my degree at Metro State was in sports marketing, which was really useful because at the end of my um, college days, um, I, I moved that into an internship with the St. Paul Saints. Uh, uh, the St. Paul Saints are a if you haven't heard of them, a non-affiliated minor league baseball team based in St. Paul. And that means they, they, they aren't a feeder team to a major league baseball team. So they they sign players that um, maybe are high A or double A level talent, maybe higher. Um, but major league teams, if they want to sign a player off of the Saints, can, any team can do it. They aren't, they aren't a feeder team for the Brewers or, or Marlins or any team. So, it's kind of kind of nice to have that option where if if players don't want to go to affiliated ball or they're not drafted, they can play for the Saints and still get fairly good exposure. So I interned for the St. Paul Saints 
uh, a lot in their community relations department, but I was I was an intern that that kind of uh, a few episodes ago now. Annie Heidecoper was my former boss, and I, I've spoken with Ron Wade, who I worked with as well, and I'm sure I'm going to get to a few others, but that I worked with. But um, I was I was an intern that was brought on without a specific title, really. So um, I really appreciated that because I I worked hard and earned what I got with them just through hard work and maybe a little um, sweat equity. But I was able to learn backgrounds in a lot of areas of the business there as far as ticket sales and community relations and and marketing. And I had a blast. It was really a fun time working for them um, and the Saints and the Gold Clan Group. And after the the season, so that was 2005, I took that experience and applied for a number of sports jobs throughout the country. I I interviewed with a few teams, one in Stockton, California, one in, um, I know it was Louisiana, but I don't remember exactly the city. I interviewed with the Fort Myers Miracle over the phone, and I also interviewed with the a team in Brockton, Massachusetts. And I was waiting to hear back and was planning to go that fall of 2005 to the winter meetings. Uh, but about a week before the winter meetings, I, I got a call to, with an offer to go to Brockton, Massachusetts, where I, I lived for uh, basically 2006 um, and be their director of ticket sales. Um, actually, box office manager, I think was the correct title. But I went um, 2006. I went out and, and ran a box office for a minor league team that at the time was still owned by the Saints people, the Gold Clank Group. And I, I worked out there for the 2006 season. So the Brockton Rocks were the team in the in the Canadian American Association, and uh, it was from the MVP in 2006 of that league was Chris Colabello, future twin at that point, um, Cleveland Indian and I think Blue Jay in Toronto. But um, otherwise the Can-Am league was similar to the Saints in that they were not affiliated, but um, I I, I don't know that I can compare it to St. Paul in that the just selling tickets that close to the Red Sox was um, difficult. I guess even even the staff at that time said that. So, um, but it was also a blast. It was it was a lot of work, and my focus was the box office and making sure the season ticket holders were happy, and training the interns and other box office staff to follow the the software that uh, the computer system was using. And it's the same software that the Saints had, so it was a pretty easy transition for me. But um, midway through that 2006 baseball season, I, I kind of realized that um, I, di- I didn't know that sports necessarily weren't for me, but I, I, I knew that um, box office wasn't for me. I knew that. So um, I I kind of went to the GM and the assistant GM who I was I was really close with the assistant GM for sure and and we kind of decided maybe together 
that box office just wasn't my dream gig. I, I, I would have done okay with sales, but I think, frankly, marketing was more what I was interested in or especially working with people um, just on a daily basis. That that was more my strength, I think, than box office was because box office was a lonely job a lot of the time. Everybody else worked in a separate part of the field and in a separate office and you were kind of by yourself and had to be really self-motivated with spreadsheets and, and that was just... I can honestly say that wasn't really my thing, especially since I hadn't ever really lived outside of the state of Minnesota. So um, they made a plan and, and I switched to some sales for the rest of the season and another person there took over for the box office and he was uh, better in that role than I was, I will say. And I knew come September, October, I would be not working for the rocks anymore. And um, that was bittersweet, but I, I started early on. I appreciated knowing that that was going to happen. So I started early on applying for other sports jobs. And I, I interviewed with um, a minor league hockey team of the Bruins in Providence, Rhode Island, and would have loved that job. Providence is an amazing town. And um, I know I called around to a few other teams too, and I'm blanking on them now, but part of me was also thinking maybe moving back to Minnesota wouldn't be the worst. So at that point, I um, I, I still knew some people from a nonprofit that I had volunteered and worked at during high school and got in contact with them and their website and applied for a job with a domestic violence agency called Tubman and uh, flew back to Minnesota at one point and actually got a job there. So I, I um, as a sports marketing major, trans switched over and started working in social services um, starting in the late fall of 2006. And it, wasn't a hard transition, but it was absolutely very different from anything I'd ever done after college. And that was a a big change, but it was also, um, I think, something that personally met my strengths a little bit more than what I was doing uh, spreadsheet and box office-wise for the for the baseball team in Brockton and I miss baseball in a lot of ways, but um, it was a good move for me. I, I felt comfortable working with them and helping others and, and um, training still, still uh, managing interns and still uh, in charge of training groups and, and presenting in the community and that sort of thing. That's more what I was kind of looking for I think when I was going into sports but this was a very different avenue um so yeah, I were I worked at Tubman it was a it was a domestic violence shelter it was mostly women and and kids that I worked with and that was really really great so I, I did that from fall of 06 to early 2010 and since early 2010 I've worked in um county government basically i'm going on eight years now 
and it is um, basically I work in financial services. It's not super exciting, but it it's, it pays the bills, and it's uh, a lot of federal policy that we have to follow. And um, I have learned a lot about cash assistance programs and SNAP food support programs and and federal health care programs. And what I do now currently is uh, I'm I'm a lead in a in a unit that deals with SNAP and healthcare, uh, and I'm I'm the person that is basically the one that is in charge of knowing federal policy as well as possible and helping to make sure that our unit and our staff are trained enough to make sure people who apply for benefits are um, allowed as much as they can, but also are inputting people's income in correctly and not allowing those that are either not following policy or not are over income limits to not receive what they aren't allowed. So I'm, I'm kind of that, that person that makes sure that everything is running the way that the federal guidelines are set up to run and they can change monthly or yearly or every six months. And that's kind of how it's been since I started. There's always change. So it's always, you always have to kind of think on your feet and be ready to maneuver when when something is called upon to change. But anyway, I've been doing that for about eight years now, and that also gives me time at work to uh, once in a while daydream and think about baseball and talk talk to others about baseball now and, and chat, and that's been kind of my release ever since getting married and having kids, I, I still kind of gravitate back towards singing about baseball, especially when like job and kids and life can not be as much fun to talk about as, as the sport is. So that's kind of my background. I have a sports marketing degree and I worked at a domestic violence agency for years before working in federal government, but I still, I still know I worked in baseball and miss it and love talking about it because that's been my love forever. And I guess the segue to that, uh, I have brought it up in other shows why I love baseball or why I got into it. I, I can kind of give that origin story too, and maybe this is long-winded and a long-run sentence. And for those of you that are listening, <laughs> I appreciate it, but I'm trying to describe it the best I can. And um, I know I love baseball for – there's kind of three reasons – and uh, one of them is my grandpa on my mom's side, um, how he loved baseball, and, and that'll be a future show. But he played when he was a youth into his 30s and 40s, and then um, during the Korean War, he he um, there's photos of him at the different Army base that he was at playing basketball and baseball too, and, and he just always talked about his love of the sport and the love of the players that he grew up with. And he grew up in a town called Warroad, Minnesota, and met his wife from Roseau, Minnesota, uh, when he was around 30, actually. But um, sidetrack, he uh, always loved sports and, and talked about it constantly, and it was hard to not 
uh, it felt infectious in some ways. So it's hard to not grow up and just uh, love hearing about the players that he was able to play against in his town ball and also the Yankee players he loved because 20s, 30s, 40s, he was born in 1917. The, the Twins weren't even around until 1961. So his love of professional baseball was the Yankees. So hearing about Lou Gehrig especially was his his childhood hero and hearing about Lou Gehrig and a lot of the other players from the time when he was younger, it was hard to not be interested in hearing about those stories. And, and that was one of the reasons. Um, another reason I, I grew to love baseball was my dad. My dad would argue uh, baseball-wise with my grandpa all the time when they were together and they loved each other and they were close, but um, it was always fun hearing my dad and my dad's favorite player when he was growing up was Roberto Clemente along with a few others. Uh, my grandpa and my dad arguing about how Gary versus Clemente versus some others were the better player was always really interesting to hear those conversations. But um, one thing my dad always did outside of when I got older and wanting to play catch constantly, which was just awesome, was every year for school, on the first day of school, he would have as a gift waiting at home for me when I got home off the bus was uh, baseball cards. And that, that really was something that was fun to like physically hold and read and look over and and learn about players and, and numbers and statistics that way. So I, was, I always appreciated that too, like, his big gift, like my sister would get other toys too. Uh, I have one sister. She and I would both get gifts from our parents um, on the first day of school every year. And I loved baseball cards. It was something my dad and I could do together. And 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 just the act of physically holding something in your hand with a player's face on it and their accomplishments. It was it was really interesting to learn about it that way. And that's how I um, grew to love it. But um, the third way, which being from Minnesota, I think is a little bit different than some origin stories that people have, have told me. Um, I did not grow up a baseball fan and I did not, I can, I can basically honestly say, I don't really know that I even followed uh, TV watching the game until I was probably about 10. I I was born in 1981, so um, 1991, 1992 is when I started following baseball. I didn't really like it before that point. I was much more into wrestling, and I was much more into Ninja Turtles than I was the sport of baseball, until I was about maybe 10 or 11. And that's when I had my, uh, my first growth spurt. So when I finally got, uh, I remember getting as tall as Muggsy Bokes, I was 5'3", as, as about an 11-year-old. Um, that's when I started liking the sport because it was something I was finally getting coordinated enough to, to participate in. Before that point, I just was not, I was not someone that you would call an athlete. I, I remember my first grade teacher was telling my mom that um, I came in second to last place in the mile run in first grade. And I was lucky enough because I beat the kid that was on crutches. So I was not somebody that was an athlete as a younger child, but I um, did fall in love with the sport 
in a different way because I was able to play it point and once I grew a little bit I, I threw all the time. I threw with my dad playing catch, I threw on backstops, I had tennis balls that I threw against the garage door. It was just something that became uh, more or less an obsession. So being able to participate in it and, and throw and play catch and, and just enjoy it differently than when I was eight or nine um, helped me love the sport. But going into it as an 11-year-old, 12-year-old, 13-year-old um, in 92, 93, my first teams that I really loved watching on TV were the teams that were winning at that time. I loved, loved the Montreal Expos and the strike really really was painful to go through, but I also really remember loving the Blue Jays and loving the Phillies for different reasons. And the Phillies kind of, um, with Lenny Dykstra and Kurt Schilling and Mitch Williams and John Crock, Darren Dalton, that, that was the first team that I remember just really getting behind in the playoffs on TV, even more so than the Twins in 91, just because even in 91, I suppose, this is maybe going to sound sacrilege, but at the time I wasn't as into baseball as I became in 92, 93, just because I was growing and getting older at that point and, and large and larger and able to play the sport at that point. So I absolutely went back and 13 year old me went back and watched all of the highlights from the 87 and 91 world series and know every player from that time now, but I didn't, I, this is sacrilege. I feel like I, I didn't, I didn't love the team at the time, the 87 or 91 twins, because six year old me and 10 year old me wasn't ready to appreciate the sport because I was frankly just more into wrestling and Ninja Turtles. Um, but I, I, I know I became to love the sport because of the Phillies and Blue Jays and Expos because they were winning in those years and I liked their logo and I was able to play um, Hardball 3 on the PC and create those teams and update those numbers and ratings and statistics of those teams as well as um, use Hardball 3 on the PC to create the team I played on or other friends in the game and play as, as anybody really that was another way to really um, learn and enjoy and love the sport. Um, so yeah, I'm basically I'm rambling a lot, but I, I kind of feel guilt is not the right word, but I kind of feel um, that I learned to enjoy and love the sport uh, in a unique way for me. And, and it was good for me. I, I, I don't regret anything as far as how, I grew up in what I did or how I loved what I was doing. But I, I know I talked to a lot of people on here who are Twins fans who experienced the 91 and the 87 World Series. And I, I just wasn't, I wasn't ready to love baseball at that point. And 11-year-old me in 1992 um, became an enormous baseball fan and kind of have been ever since. I learned how to really play catch and, and throw and participate in the sport. And then, as Twins fans know, 93 to 2002 were some pretty lean years, to say the very least, and they almost were contracted. But I I loved Todd Walker. I loved 
um, <laughs> Rich Becker. I loved Alex Cole. I loved everything about those lean years in the 90s because that was when I was ready to um, love baseball. And even if the team was pretty terrible for most of those years, um, it was it was what I was... I've mentioned in other podcasts, the, the players that you gravitate towards is what you is what you grew up on when you were 12 to 17. 12 for me is when I was, is 1993. 17 for me is 1998, 1998. So those years for the twins were pretty lean, but Griffey was around. Tony Gwynn was around. Kel Ripken was around. Roger Clemens was around. So I, I, I gravitated towards the stars of those years, as well as all of the guys on the twins that were just, not arguably major league caliber, but they were still fun to follow. So that that was basically that's my baseball origin story. I I learned to love it for a few reasons, and I I still am super passionate about it to this day. Um, n- nowadays, my my baseball fandom is still the last few years playing as well as I can, which my arm is not where it was, but. Um, I can still go out and watch games and be a part of uh, the Twins Daily community and and hopefully write at some point. But starting this podcast was really, uh, really fun for me to be able to have that that release and talk about the sport. Um, So I'm looking forward to continuing that. I... um, I mentioned it. I make I made a few notes here of things to go over, but my favorite players growing up, my favorite one of all time for sure is Ken Griffey Jr. And it's not really that close. I could say Kirby, but I've kind of gone away from that. Um, I know he was a favorite growing up, but just knowing the things and the person he was off the field, it's hard for me to cheer for somebody that treated others in his personal life the way he did. Um, but I will never seeing his smile and seeing him him play the game. I don't know that I can say I had more joy, or I've seen somebody with more joy than he had on the baseball field. So yeah, Kirby was one of my favorites too while playing. Ripken was one of my favorites, pitching wise. Clemens and and Maddox were easily two of the best pitchers ever in in statistically or in their craft. Um, so I, I liked watching a lot of the players from the 90s into the 2000s, and, and I still, I still, uh, it's hard to, it's hard to say that, like, Mike Trout or Francisco Lindor, the players that are playing now are are not some of the best that have ever played the game, the game as well. So, yeah, it's just, it's it's a fun game to talk with and be a part of. So, oh, I, well, I forgot. One of the other things that I wrote down for notes on why I started to love baseball is a game that I am sure a lot of everyone that played the sport has done some form of this, but I called it tennis ball baseball, where I would um, pitch and hit with tennis balls. I could use baseballs too, and, and I've done that, but um, tennis balls was more at my house growing up where we'd get tennis balls, three, four, five of them, and and use the garage door 
as the as the backstop sometimes put electrical tape up to create a strike zone and, and just pitch at that all day every day <laughs> all the time and um that was good but then play against people too where you would draft teams and throw like the pitcher you drafted as much as possible with their motion or swing like the hitter at each position in the batting lineup you created that that was always really fun it was fun to have that connection with baseball cards too to learn about the players that you were putting on your team to try to hit like them so tennis ball baseball was really enjoyable i i had a podcast a few months ago now with cousin of mine andy um he and i played that a lot when we would hang out um spring summer fall months where we would go to a baseball field or or just at our houses um play tennis ball and pitch and throw and and hit against each other and it was the competition was really it was always fun so um i did that and if others have done that that sort of thinking it worked for me um so yeah, I I um I don't have a lot of other topics as far as my love of baseball or where it started, but I um wanted to get into a little bit of the Twins Fest from the past weekend and just some thoughts I had from that because it was really a blast to to attend I only attended, it was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I, t- I attended only on Saturday. And um, I'll just go over what I did, I guess. I um, went with my dad and my cousin Andy to Twins Fest, which is the yearly event that the Twins hold. All the, pretty much all the players come in, and it's meet and greets, it's uh, games for the kids, it's a collectible show, you can get autographs. And fans can just meet the players and be around. Um, it, it was a good time. I went Saturday morning, got breakfast with my my dad and my cousin, and then we went and just kind of walked the halls of Target Field and and watched people and watched the players and and just kind of soaked it all in. Bought some baseball cards, and um, I was able to meet. It was really fun. I was able to meet um, some. I was honestly more excited to meet and chat with some of the people that work for Twins Daily than I was even of the players, just because those are the people that I've kind of looked up to, their writing and what they do for so many years. And I I got to meet plenty of people that uh, write for Twins Daily, and that was just a thrill for me. It was really exciting. So um, thank you to everybody, because I'm I'm not somebody that's super – I'm more of an introvert, I guess than an extrovert, but it was really nice to shake hands and, and meet people and put a face to a name. Some people that I've int- been able to, lucky enough to interview on the podcast and others that I've just looked forward to their writing over the years or their podcast over the years. It was really nice to meet a lot of you, and, and um, I'm sure there were others that were at Twins Fest too, and I, I just didn't know who you were or recognize you, and I apologize for that, but... Um, yeah, uh, we bought baseball cards. Uh, the idea of opening a pack of cards once a year or so at Twins Fest is really fun for me. And um, my dad and cousin and I, we bought a box of 
2017 Bowman draft level. So players that were in the draft last year were were eligible in, in these cards. And I ended up with a Brendan McKay autograph. If anybody's interested, I'd look to maybe sell it or get a deal on it. But it was out of 99, so I think it's worth something. But otherwise, it got a bunch of Royce Lewis cards and a Brent Rooker card and um, some of the other drafts from the Twins. Bunch of other drafts, uh, Alex Fido of the Tigers. Um, my dad got a really good Austin Beck card of the of the A's, and yeah, it was just it was fun to open cards. It was just a good time. Um, my other poll from the weekend, as far as um, memorabilia is concerned, I bought a prospect of the Twins, Fernando Romero, game worn jersey from spring training, and it was only twenty five bucks. It felt like it was a good deal, so. I have that now. I probably will end up wearing that to my um, baseball fantasy draft this year in March. But yeah, and and later on in the night, um, the winter meltdown happened, which is Twin Staley's event that is basically a podcast. And um, that was at a bar next to Target Field, basically, and and it was a fun event. It was a lot of people and and part of it I was just a little bit overwhelmed with how many people there were it was a little loud but um, maybe that's me getting old but it was just it was a fun time again able to meet a lot of people from Twins Daily and shake hands and listen to a show and and have fun with that it was a really nice day to kind of get a release or a relief from um, work and and family responsibilities for a day and just pretend to be a kid again. It was really nice. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of other personal comments as far as this podcast goes. I noticed earlier today, the hall of fame voting came out and there were four people coming in for this class of, of the hall of fame, which is uh close to a record. Five is the record. Um, players making it in one year, but yeah, yeah, Trevor Hoffman, Chipper Jones, Vlad Guerrero, and who was the fourth? Let's see here. I'm making it for Trevor Hoffman. Did I mention that already? So, yeah, I kind of assumed Edgar Martinez would make it too, and he was really close. Chipper Jones, Jim Tomey. I don't know why I forgot Jim Tomey. Vlad Guerrero and Trevor Hoffman made the Hall of Fame this year, and um, kudos to them. It was a good class, and I think Edgar Martinez probably should have made it, but he'll make it next year. Um, so it was fun to hear. Otherwise, uh, we, I've talked off-season in the past few podcasts, so I don't need to get it perfectly, you know, a lot more information on it, but it, hopefully at some point players start signing with teams, and we can go from there with that too, and watch the off season and, and get ready for spring training in less than a month. But yeah. Um, anyway, I've, I've kind of chatted your ears off. It feels like it's been one run on sentence, just going, going, going. But um, I, I think I'm going to call it early because I don't have a lot of other news. I just kind of wanted to do a quick show here and, and talk about my baseball origin story and the fact that coming up in the next week or so. I think I'm going to try my hand at writing and see how that goes. But again, my name is Corey Engelhart, and I just want to thank everybody for 
giving this show a chance so far. It's been fun to be a part of and, and, and work with and meet people talking about baseball. So I will be here again next week, Thursday, and I have a fun guest lined up. I'm excited to chat with that person. So um, thank you for coming along for the ride and, and chatting and listening about baseball and me just ramble on for a while cause, cause I enjoy it. And um, otherwise I hope you have a good night and, and I will talk to you again soon. So, Again, this is Baseball is Good, and uh, I, well, I will say I will see you later, and have a good night.